Uh, banking is all about trust. Mm -hmm. And the key thing about trust is that it's earned. You can't just pour money into it and, and expect to be there. It's people have to trust you. And, and my reasoning is that in order for us, for us to be trusted, mm -hmm. people have to like us. Right. We have to be likable. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. And people have to feel comfortable about allowing us to keep their money safe. Uh, they do that if they think that, that we are, we, we sort of uh, can support that trust. Mm -hmm. And we think that it's, it's very important for, for everything that we do to be transparent and, and simple in order to gain that trust, but also to be likable. Hello, my name is Chris, Head of Content at Nordic Fintech Magazine, and welcome to another episode of The Future Of. Now, for years we've heard from self-important people in expensive suits that while fintechs may have this nasty innovation and speed to market, banks have the customer's trust. But do they really? Sure, our money is protected by a regulatory requirement that forces banks to guarantee our deposits. So we know that should something like the crisis of 2008 were to happen again, our money would be safe. Yet, according to a recent survey by Ipsos Mori, over 66% of us suspect that our bank would take advantage of us if it could. Hokur Skulason, CEO and co-founder at Icelandic challenger bank Indo, is rethinking trust and taking what it means to trust your bank to a whole new level. With a refreshing philosophy about what banking should and shouldn't be, Indobank is gearing up to bring an end to bullshit banking with a revolutionary proposition. We don't want customers only to trust us, we want them to like us. And how will it achieve this monumental task? Well, with a value proposition centered on transparency, clarity, fairness, and a rotund and friendly animated green mascot for good measure. In this refreshing chat with Hawker, we find out how his fearless funding team is approaching the development of Indo like many other disruptors outside banking, removing unnecessary fees, engaging customers in product development and taking a broader view that seeks to understand what problems they should be solving for customers rather than what products they should be forcing down on them. This is one of the most provocative takes on banking that we've heard so far and we say that with a lot of excitement as consumers who yearn for the type of banking and mindset that Indo promises. Hagrid, it's uh, great to see you. Thank you so much for coming and spending time with us. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Okay, uh, and tell us what you do and, uh, yeah, and who you are. Mm. I am the uh, CEO and co-founder of Indo Savings Bank in, in Iceland. Yeah. And then, well, tell us a bit about Indo. What's, uh, what's its value proposition? What's its differentiator uh, in the market? Uh, what, what problem is it solving? Yeah. So, Trikwe, uh, my co-founder and I, we started this journey about four years ago. Uh, we have both extensive experience in the banking industry, both in Iceland and, and abroad. Mm -hmm. And long story short, we felt there was a definite need of a new entrant in the Icelandic banking market, mm -hmm. a challenger bank, like we've seen other places in, in Europe, but with a sort of a slight twist on, on what we've seen so far. So we believe that this is <clears throat> like the third wave of regulated fintechs that, that we are about to see, mm -hmm. uh, which is really trying to approach the, the challenges of banking per se. 
so not of lending or the UX or, or something like that, but how can we make people's interaction with their own money simpler and more transparent and, and, and fairer? I mean, people are paying fees for, for all kinds of, of services that are not necessarily value-added, Mm-hmm. And, and this is what we want to change. We want to make it fair and easy and even fun for people to, to use their own salaries, mm-hmm. uh, to get a better overview of, of their finances, to get a fair rate on, on their deposits. And we believe in, in the mouths might sound outlandish, but you should not pay for using your own money. Because in Iceland, we have uh, all kinds of fees, transaction fees and, and and FX premium on foreign uh, usage of cards and, and, and things like that. And we think that's unfair. So right. that's what we are going to change. Okay, and tell us a bit about bullshit banking. Mm. What, what, is, what is wrong with the current system that, that, that you think needs to be just completely um, changed and transformed? That's a good question. I think it works on many levels. Firstly, I think uh, people in the banks are by and large, very good people, and they're doing their job the best they can. Mm-hmm. But there is something wrong with the system as a whole, both from an IT standpoint and from just the stance of banks and savings banks in, in the economy. And, and my feeling is that uh, the financial industry exists to a large extent for its own sake. Right. So banks tend to think them Selves as being important and perhaps even the most important entities in, in a country. Uh, I disagree. It's, it's a function that we are providing. Uh, there are many, many professions that are much more important to, to a country or on an economy than banks. We don't have to hide behind complex words and acronyms and wear suits and try and look superior to, to everybody else. Uh, I think that is one of the things that are that is wrong. Uh, I also think that uh, when we look at product development within banks, it tends to be focused on what the bankers themselves want. At least we've seen that here in here in Iceland. We want to really engage with our customers in our journey towards product development, and say what is that? What is it that you guys want? What what needs should we be solving? Mm-hmm. So that is a different way of looking at at, um, product development saying we're not going to start by offering a mortgage. Let's take take that for an example. Mm -hmm. We are going to see how we can make the journey for our customers to buy a home simpler Mm -hmm. and fairer. Mm -hmm. So if that is something that you solve by creating or offering a mortgage, then that's what you do. But you're approaching the problem from a wider wider angle initially. So uh, the bullshit banking is these are the products you select them yep. instead of saying what products do you need mm-hmm. and bullshit banking is well we are offering the service and you have to pay for it mm-hmm. if you don't want to pay for it then well you can't use that particular service we are saying we only charge what we think is fair mm-hmm. what is reflected as a cost on, on our end we are not going to use our position in the market, I mean, it's difficult to become a bank and it's not going to be a heavily competitive area in in Iceland. Mm -hmm. But we are still saying that just because we are in a, you can call it a privileged situation, having having a banking license, 
We're not going to use that opportunity to charge fees for everything just because everybody else is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so but it seems that there's there's a very substantial mind shift from going to say from saying here's our, we have a, uh, a set of products and we want to push them into the market to actually asking your customers what is it that you need and we'll develop it mm -hmm. because we want to satisfy a need that you have. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you go about changing the entire ethos of an industry? With, with, a, with a new value proposition like that? I don't think I have to. Mm -hmm. I think we have to start offering this mindset. We have to play by this mindset. Because if you look at every other industry, they are doing exactly this. Mm -hmm. You go to a store and you have a selection of things you can buy. Yeah. And you can go to a different store and you have even a greater selection. You can go to a specialized store and buy shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've often used the analogy of saying uh, the banking system in Iceland is uh, the way we used to have grocery stores 50, 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. You had one pair of boots, mm -hmm. those were the official boots that you could get. Right. Then you had milk, if you wanted lactose-free milk, it, it's not there. It's just don't drink milk, drink something else. <laughs> and we're saying, well, if, if there is a demand for something, mm. offer it. Mm -hmm. And the only way to find out where the demand is, is asking people and then you meet that demand. Right. So I don't think this is a radical shift in a market or in the economy. It's totally different from what banks are used to thinking of. But we are not doing things in a fundamentally different way from what every other industry has had to adapt to. Right. And I always go back to the question of, of why should banking be any different? Why, why should there special laws apply to banking? I mean, it's, it's a market, it's products and it's customers. Just talk to the customers. That's, that's, yeah. that's an easy thing to do. It's a very valid question. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we've seen a lot of development, especially in Asia, from, from technology companies that became banks and they had a, an approach where they tried to make banking cute mm -hmm. and they use all these characters and make it it's very friendly. Now, we haven't really seen that in Europe until we look at no. how Indus presented itself yeah. to the market. So how, how is that working out? And tell us a little bit about your thinking and making banking accessible through, 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 your, mm. through your tone of voice, through your visual uh, branding. Th that is actually very interesting. And I'm, I'm very excited about how that, uh, how our branding and, and our whole look is going to play out. Because like you say, it's, it's different. Yeah. Uh, banking is all about trust. Mm -hmm. and. The key thing about trust is that it's earned. You can't pour money into it and, and expect to be there. It's people have to trust you. And, and my reasoning is that in order for us for us to be trusted, people have to like us. Right. We have to be likable. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. And people have to feel comfortable about allowing us to keep their money safe. Uh, they do that if they think that that. We are we we sort of uh, can support that trust, mm -hmm. and we think that it's it's very important for for everything that we do to be transparent and and simple in order to gain that trust, but also to be likable. And and the the Indo guy that that we've we've developed. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's a gender neutral character. Right. Uh, that is a part of that, and it also uh, gives us the opportunity to play with in a cartoonish style about the message that we want to get out into the market. So what differentiates us from the competition, 
how we can help uh, the customers to get, you know, products that, that uh, suit them best. So it will be very exciting to see how that, that plays out. But yeah. at, the, at, at the core of it is uh, something that we've successfully, in my opinion, managed to keep at the heart of our operations from the beginning. Uh, that is this, this, this common DNA of, of the team, mm -hmm. that if we are to be a no bullshit bank, we have to be a no bullshit company. Mm -hmm. And we are very honest with each other. Uh, we are very supportive. Uh, everybody has a say in everything because we listen to everybody. But it's always in, in this, um, this um, setting of we are trying to always trying to make Indo better. Mm -hmm. And if Indo is based on who we are and how we interact as a group, as a family in Indo, uh, if there's honesty in that and that is translated into the honesty of the brand, then that's the best we can do. Now, you just said something that I think is so simple, but as I think about it, I think it's revolutionary. That for customers to trust you, they have to like you. Yes. Because that's not really what we see in banking. We actually, most surveys shows that customers don't like bankers. No. Uh, so I think that's that's really quite a quite a revolutionary and very courageous uh, stance to take on on, on on onto the market. Where does that where, where is that sort of philosophy coming from? I think uh, there is trust in the banking industry as a whole, uh, with regards to people thinking, well, they're not going to lose my money. Mm -hmm. We have the depositors guarantee scheme and and all that, and I don't think that is trust. I think that is just knowledge that if everything goes to hell, I am still going to get my money back. Right. Uh, so. You, you could say that is an element of trust, but uh, to me, trust is something much goes much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. uh, trust is, um, is, in my opinion, uh, somebody who is not trying to scam me. I trust somebody, I trust that they are not trying to charge more fees than they have to. Mm -hmm. And what happens at least here in Iceland is that we have the three big incumbent banks that have 95, 97% of, of the market. And while they differ in some ways, in everything that matters, they are essentially the same. Mm -hmm. So there really isn't any choice. You can't really move between banks because you don't trust this bank or you, you know, trust this bank yeah. more. It's just, it's just the way it is. And, and that goes back to um, your earlier question about uh, how we're going to try to do things differently. It's, it's um, uh, the market, the, the fact that, that we have the, the banking industry the way it is, and it really hasn't changed in 30, 40 years. I mean, yes, there are new products, there are new people, there are new ads, and there are new channels, and, and, but down to its, its core, it really hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. uh, people say, well, it hasn't changed, and it's probably never going to change. Well, we are here to change it, but we need a different tactic. We can't, we can't come in and say, uh, just like the other banks, you can trust us not to lose your money. That, that's not a value proposition. That's just, that's not what people are concerned about. Are concerned about. I think we can add a next level of trust by saying, we will tell you the way things are. We will tell you why we're charging you this fee. And that's because we have cost on the, on the other back end that we have to meet. And we're giving you better rates than the competition because this is the way we're set up. Uh, we will explain this to you and 
you can do with it what you want, but our ethos is we always have to justify all the fees that we are charging people. And, and people are smart. They understand that we need to have some revenues. Yeah. But what they want to know is why are you charging me this figure and not the figure that the competition is charging? And we will just tell them. And that creates trust, I think. That, that creates likability because mm -hmm. we are just answering the question. Mm -hmm. And then the trust comes. And I think the cool thing to watch is when you flip it around and the other banks are asked, well, why are you charging me this if Indo is not charging anything? Right. What happens then? That's going to be an interesting Definitely. thing to see. All right. And now I saw that on your website you have a waiting list. Yes. What is it that you hope or that you would want your customers to say about Indo once they get their hands on the product? That it's awesome. Mm -hmm. That it's, they, they open the app and the feeling that they get is this is the way it should be. This is the way the app should look. This is, uh, of course, I shouldn't be paying, you know, every single time I use my debit card, I shouldn't be paying 20 kroner to the issuing bank if I get a cup of coffee and it costs 500 kroner. Uh, why is the bank charging me an extra 20? That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and finally, here's a bank that doesn't do that. And they tell me why they, they're not doing it. So I think that is, that is what we want to, to achieve and, and for customers to both like and trust us. Right. Now, I think we, we, we speak to, to fintech and to founders on a regular basis and, and there's, there's, there's a broad range of different services and different mm -hmm. parts of the value chain that they're addressing. But in my mind, starting a bank is probably one of the, the hardest things that you can possibly wish to undertake as, a, as an entrepreneur. Why? Why start a bank? Ah. Uh, my wife would probably say that's, that the reason is I am stubborn uh -huh. and the best way to get me to do something is to tell me that it can't be done. Right. <laughs> uh, no, all, all joking aside, it's, uh, we thought a lot about this when we started Trickway and I. And what we've seen in the neobanks is that they start out with a prepaid card and then they apply for a license and, and they have to do a pivot. Yeah. And I have not seen a successful pivot yet. Mm. It, it costs a lot of money and, and, it, and it's, it's a difficult maneuver to, to execute. Mm. Uh, part of it is probably related to the, the type of funding that, that the neobanks have. Mm -hmm. There is a pressure to grow and to be in all countries of Europe and, and, and things like that. We, we don't have that pressure. And we understand from the beginning, uh, because we have this experience from the banking industry, that uh, it is necessary to build the bank around the regulation and the legislation. Mm -hmm. So that everything is, is operating as it should be from the beginning, because it's, it's a difficult thing to overlap on an existing business. Then we are basically in the same shoes as, as the current banks. Right. Uh, also, I think it's really important. I've seen so many awesome fintechs offering amazing products, but I don't really understand the revenue model. And I think what is crucial for fintechs is, uh, is to answer the, answer the question, can you be a one product or one solution company and still have a sustainable revenue model? Or do you have to start out with something that is gonna be your bread and butter that is going to create revenues and then as you add on more functions as we've seen in, in, in many amazing fintechs that are out there 
that is actually fueling your customer acquisition. So people are willing to, to uh, become customer of your company, thus growing the revenue base based on the additional products that you're offering. So I think that is, that is the key behind what we're doing is we do not want to offer a, an awesome solution and then start looking for the revenue model. Mm -hmm. The revenue model has to be there in the beginning. And then we can add on more functions to make to support that revenue model going forward. Right. And now talking to you, uh, you come across as having a lot of conviction and a very distinct mindset about how you go about this. So, what do you think other entrepreneurs and other fintechs could learn from your journey and from some of the hurdles that you've come across in trying to bring into the market? Oh wow, uh, I'm I'm just stubborn. That's that's all. Right. And <laughs> I think the, the key element and what I've been so fortunate to to have is hit the jackpot with the people that have joined me in Indo mm. uh, because those are the people that have really built this this thing and kept me in check so I, I think what is extremely important is that you have to select the right people to to help you on your journey mm. uh, to solve the, the, the technical problems the marketing problems the financial problems as they crop up have a lot of patience because when you're working from the beginning with the regulator, it takes time. They're doing, they're very thorough mm -hmm. uh, and you can't rush it. And uh, select your investors with care. Mm -hmm. that's, that's one of the big lessons that, that we've taken from, the, from this is that we have been also very, very lucky and we're very happy with, with our investors. And they have supported us every step of the way. There's no pressure. Uh, on us to well, let's get this going and let's start growing and, and create you know let's get a million customers by year two or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you guys are doing an awesome job. We want to be a part of it and we want to support you. And the run the day to day running of the operation and, and growing Indo into um, a real contender in the Icelandic market that is in your hands. And so I think that is those are sort of the, the three key elements have the right people with you oh my god that is that is crucial yeah all right then just to close tell us a little bit about your vision for indo and what can we expect to see in the next two to three years so my vision for indo is is it's actually twofold mm -hmm. uh, i firmly believe that indo is going to dramatically change the first the icelandic banking market and then hopefully the banking market in in europe uh, by showing that you can do banking differently. You can do banking uh, based on the same philosophy as every other market in Europe operates. I mean, talk to your customers, listen to them. Uh, don't be afraid to, to cancel products that are not in demand. Mm -hmm. uh, don't place yourself on a high horse towards your customers. Just, you know, it's, you're offering a service and you should be grateful for your customers. Uh, and and what I've also always said is one of the key criteria that I will judge Indo's success is how will the competition react? Right. So if the competition reacts by trying to match our rates and, and our fees, that is for the benefit of the customers of those banks. Yeah. And in my mind, that will be a massive success for us. Right. Because I don't, I don't really foresee that every single person in Iceland is going to be a be an Indo customer. But if Indo can help them get a fairer rate and a better shake, yeah. awesome. Wow. Well, with that, 
Hawker, thank you so much for, for coming and speaking to us. I, I, as I say, your conviction is, is contagious yeah. and, and your energy is, it got, got me really excited. Thank you so much. So we wish you the very best and thank we'll you. be keeping a close eye on Indo. Thank you so much.